Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. I'm Paul Isles Rush. I'm Ken Moss. And Paul, it's your turn this week. What topic have you got for us? Tonight, I think we are going to talk about the Euros. Well, whoop de doo and a half, Elizabeth. Um, it's difficult to know what to say. Fire away. Well, I thought, not, we, we, I don't, obviously, we can't go too much into depth about the football. <laughs> because neither of us are renowned experts. Although you are, are, are still a trustee of a football club, is that right? I'm, on the, uh, I'm the finance director on the Accrington Stanley Community Trust Board. Oh, there you go. Which is attached to the football club. But I never go to any games. I'm only, I'm only interested in making sure the money is right and we get to build new facilities for the public. You're only in it for the money. I'm only in it for everybody else's money, yes. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, yes, it is a voluntary role. <laughs> well, I thought possibly by the time this episode goes out, we're probably going to be around about the time of the final. So the Euros have been on for a couple of weeks. Uh, I assume that you've taken as much of an interest in it as I have. <laughs> I've taken a passing glance at the England games. Uh, the last one I saw was against Scotland mm-hmm. uh, because I spent the whole time laughing at the fact that the Scottish commentators were, oh, you English bastards, the Scots are completely outclassing the, the poor English players there and the, the English commentators were all, oh, that's a bad miss. Oh, that England playing very badly. So nobody was really rooting for England on the commentary team, which I thought was a bit poor. Uh, but it was the most partisan commentary I've ever heard. Because usually they do try and uh, at least pretend that they're neutral, whereas mm. in that game, the Scottish commentators were clearly rooting for Scotland. Yeah. And the English commentators weren't rooting for Scotland. I think that's as generous as I can be. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there is an England game going on as we record this episode. They're playing against uh, the old foe. Yeah, this just shows how committed we are to the to our following of football. <laughs> <laughs> they were sitting here drinking gin rather than watching the football. Um, we're committed to podcasting. Well, exactly. Millions of people up and down the country are being entertained. We are entertaining millions of people up and down the country. So exactly, we have to make sacrifices. It's a tough one, chin chin. <laughs> So, in fact, um, I'm just wondering when the final score is going to... Because we can probably announce it, well, live to ourselves and about five days late to everybody else. (laughs) Yeah, breaking news. (laughs) Well, actually, we're we're now in the 89th minute, so not long, and England are winning 2-0. Harry Kane has just scored. Get lost. Usually at this point with an England match... At some point, it'll say, and it's down to penalties, yeah. which basically means England are going to lose. Can you imagine what it's going to be like on social media and the news? It's 1966 all over again. It's this, how does it, it must be like how you felt during the Second World War and the First. Well, we've already had uh, a lot of uh, a lot of action on Twitter today of people who um, have spent the last two weeks reminding everyone to keep the politics out of football and then spent all of today reminding everyone what the result of the Second World War was. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it's, if there's one thing that we are not good at in England, it's winning things. <laughs> I think Winning it, sports that we invent. Yeah, it's great to see us doing well in things, but then you just get the... 
like you say, you'll have all the people singing the World War songs tomorrow. And and it just makes us look worse when we inevitably lose <laughs> lose a huge game. I'm not saying they're going to lose in the Euros. We could go all the way. But but yeah, it's we tend to get a bit carried away as a nation. Well, oh, can you imagine the delicious irony? I mean, I don't really, I don't really wave the Brexit flag too hard because it's just not a gentlemanly thing to do. But can you imagine the depth of hatred that will be directed towards England if they actually win the Euros? They beat all the other European countries after we've basically told them to fuck off. <laughs> And and that just blows our chances at Eurovision next year as well. <laughs> ah, well, Eurovision, yeah, you, you, you're sort of turning me around to this. Uh, as, uh, as I was messaging you earlier today, I do think I've come up with the winning formula for Eurovision. You, you're not getting me to like it, but I do think we could put a bit more effort into... If you're going to be in a European contest, at least turn up. Don't just send a bin man. The, the Eurovision thing this year is the first one I've seen in a very, very long time, only because you exposed me to four songs from it. Yeah, that, that was pre- pretty bad, wasn't it? We don't really make the effort. No. No, I think we, we were... Well, I, don't, God, I don't even know what we were trying to do. <laughs> but, but, um, it, or if we were trying at all. But yeah, it, it, it failed massively. And if England, if the football team win the Euros, we've just got no chance. We might as well just not turn up to Eurovision next year. Well, the one thing we're quite good at in England is, particularly England rather than the UK as a whole, is football songs. <laughs> we, we do seem to get more passionate about the songs than the actual game sometimes. Three Lions has been doing the, the round, Vindaloo, obviously. Uh, but I noticed with some interest, Three Lions is in the charts in Germany. <laughs> Not entirely sure why, but... If we can put that much effort into a football song, maybe we could have a football song as the Eurovision entry. Well, yeah. See, I was, I've been, I've been thinking about this. How could, you just need something that's so British it hurts. So you open with, you know, a rock version of the Westminster Chimes. Yeah. And you go into sort of a cross between Bucks, Fizz and Ra Ra Rasputin. And then you, you end with either the final stanza of, God Save the Queen, again on the rock guitar, with fireworks and backing dancers from Love Island, waving feather bowers. Yep, guaranteed to win it. I think so. We just and, and just union flags everywhere. I think we probably have a better chance of winning Eurovision if we entered under the guise of a different country. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could say we were just like, I don't know, the Isle of Man. I don't know. Is, is the Isle of Man part of Great Britain? It's not it's, part of the UK. It's part of Great Britain. It's, it's, it has not and has never been part of the UK, as they very, very proudly print in the front of their yellow pages. Whatever. I only know that because I've been to the Isle of Man, and it's it was described as 80,000 alcoholics clinging to a rock. Um, the Isle of Man, don't ever go there, boys and girls. It's a scary place. It's like having your own time machine back to the 1980s. But the bad bits of the 1980s, without running water or electronics. So, yes. Uh, but, I mean, football, I just can't really get enthused about 22 millionaires booting a, a ball up and down the pitch and then if they don't kick the ball in the right direction the man on the sideline gets fired i find that a little bit there is a lot of pressure on the on the managers it is it is all their fault isn't it? When, when things go wrong um, i've just always found it really unfair that you're the ones out there i mean all right yeah you, you, 
Rather, I'm putting you either four, four, two, or four, three, whatever the. <laughs> that it's your responsibility to play in that formation, right, Chief? You're all right, and they don't. It's like, well, yes, but he didn't pick the right magic numbers, so that's why we cocked it up. Uh, they've had the COVID excuse. We didn't play very well because of COVID. Well, you've been training all year. It's not like everybody's had a day off, a year off. <laughs> yeah. I do think there's just a lot of excuses for people that are paid ninety thousand pounds a week. Yeah, and but I I think there, there's something kind of weird about the the Euros this year because obviously it's a Euro 2020 because it's delayed from from last year, mm. uh, and they just I presumably didn't want to repay for any rebranding. <laughs> 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 uh, and uh, but yeah, it, it's been it's one of those where it seems to have been like bubbling under. You know, mm. you normally get a huge, and I don't know whether it's just because we've not been out at the pubs and stuff, maybe, but. People are like, oh, yeah, did you watch England? Oh, yeah, you know, and I don't know. It just seems maybe uh, that people aren't paying as much attention, but maybe that's why we're, we seem to be doing okay. Because there's no pressure. Yeah, because no, no one even knows. No one notices. Just in general, though, with, with events and sort of people's jobs and just general attitude, the entire world's had a year off. And now, nobody can really be asked about it. I, I thought people would be clamouring, champing at the bit for stuff like this and to get out to the pubs and to go to the shops. And in actual fact, they're not. Yeah. The only place I seem remotely bothered about getting to is the beach or other countries or, you know, just get me on a plane. Yeah. So that I can get my five minutes of fame in angry people in local newspapers when I get back and have to quarantine. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, stuff like this, um, I'm not, I just, I can't get enthused about football. I can't. But I do think it's nice when we have national events like this and everybody can put the flags out mm. and there's a bit of national pride. Because everybody just wants England to lose. Uh, Scotland actively cheer on the other team. Uh, Wales do it, but they're, they're a bit more sneaky about it. And Northern Ireland, I don't know what Northern Ireland think. They're just too busy arguing amongst themselves about, about the border. Um, Something about sausages. <laughs> oh, yes. The EU are trying to sneak sausages in by the back door. Somebody must have had a whale of a time writing that headline. Probably should sort of have a, a glance, uh, get out the feather boas and decide, feather or not, the Euros is an important thing. Well, I am guessing, judging by how it's been going on Twitter, which is how I, <laughs> how I measure most things. And, and actually, because uh, obviously a lot of the Twitter I follow is gay Twitter, and there's been quite a lot of interest. Not from the gays? From the gays, yeah. Uh, and at first it was sort of like, is it just because it's men in shorts? And there was lots of pictures of, you know, lots of very good-looking European footballers. Uh, but no, quite a few people um, have been providing commentary on the on the games in quite a serious a serious way and also the captains of england and germany both were wearing rainbow armbands and quite a few of the captains have been wearing rainbow armbands to support lgbt stuff so i can i guess for that and also because a lot of people do care and by the time this episode actually is released we could have we could have won the euros when's the final i don't know <laughs> It'll be imminent, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I think uh, maybe not necessarily for us, as has been demonstrated by the fact that we're not watching it, but for some people it is. So I would say let's go for a four. 
I probably concur with that, actually, even though I couldn't really give a toss, if I'm honest. Um, it does mean a lot to other people, and I, I, I'll reiterate this. I think that national events, it, they're, particularly sporting events, are a great leveller, just sort of crowbarring in on the theme. Nobody really gives a toss during that, whether they're gay, black, or other, or, you know, white or straight. Or, uh, nobody cares. They're just the England team. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's a great leveler in, in that. And I've also, while you were chatting there, I also thought that maybe the LGBTQ community is now missing a trick because you could have the Olympic Games with a Y in it. <laughs> if that's not a hashtag in a year. <laughs> There's got to be something in this. <laughs> yeah, we will, we, we will, I think, revisit the gays in sport. <laughs> <laughs> in a future in a future episode because there's a there's a gold mine out there we'll leave it at there while england are winning oh we're gonna have to go to screening queens then aren't we <laughs> is it is it the semis tonight no it's no, not it's the the last 16 so we've still got three. oh so there's quite a way to yeah, go yeah 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 so um, we've still got three games to lose well we can only lose one (laughs) 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 then we just go home yeah in the spirit of the sport let's watch all the england games at least let's they've got at least one more because scotland and wales well scotland got roundly thrashed (laughs) by the english and wales did they did they fall down the other they got to the same round as we england (laughs) did but then they they lost i think on saturday no poor the welsh um, but you've not been entirely friendly when I've been to Wales. So I know some very nice Welsh people. Well, we both do, but <laughs> we um, do. Yeah. I, I was an honorary Welsh on Saturday for the Wales game, oh. which, uh, which I didn't actually watch, but you, know, you were there in spirit, <laughs> in, in distilled spirits <laughs> yeah. mixed with tonic and ice. <laughs> Excellent. So we've got our, we've got our TV lineup ready. So all that we need to do is sign off. So we'll be back next week until then. Farewell. Goodbye. Nine Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the programme was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.